conversation and now we're getting ready to dive into something a little bit different um we were just talking about why we love doing this podcast so much and you know for me it is a chance for me to show the different sides of my personality people always look to me to for spiritual stuff but i really do have an opinion on <laughs> some day-to-day things right. and mm-hmm. you know um it's just good to have a space to be able to talk about it to learn more about things from a man's perspective and mm-hmm. also to have an understanding and heal yeah. like um knowledge definitely is power and what you don't know can absolutely hurt you it can absolutely hurt you so today what's our topic tell the people what our topic is raising winners raising winners now i know I, I will preface this and say that i agree with everything you said about how this Podcasts and these conversations truly, truly help me as an individual, and it makes me think. And every time we come back to having these conversations, I always say, "Next time, I'm gonna make sure I want to convey the proper message because because we do a free flowing conversation. Mm-hmm. There are things that may get left out without context." And I want to say that before we get into this conversation, we're saying what a winner is to us as parents as we guide our children, right? Because I don't think, I think parenting and being married, being a spouse in a marriage is two of the hardest things you could do because you can put all the effort in it and the other individual may not reach the same goal or get what you think get what you get, get, supposed to get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So... Um, when we say raising winners, we're just really saying, hey, what have we done to maybe over, you know, to create a winning mindset as a parent for our children? You know, and, we, and we, you know, share our views on what we what we want our children to be. Yeah, so we, we probably for should, me, that's we, what we, we probably should for. start with that. Um, yeah. I think, you know, although being married and having children <clears throat> mm-hmm. are some of the hardest things, the most courageous things, man. That you could ever do, yeah. um, they can be very rewarding, and um, although they are extremely important, mm-hmm. I feel like those are the things that people do without being intentional. Yeah. Like they they just assume like for a long time it, I was that way that I'm, it's going to be innate. It's going to show up. I don't need any additional tools or information. I'm gonna yeah. just go in and do this thing because I love this person and I love this child and everything is going turn out great but really it is something just like anything else that you have to learn and that you have to continue to get new tools and new information that align with what you want the finished product and to sit be. down and reflect yeah yeah i think uh 
That was incredible. Um, I think before I started to read and started to gain knowledge, I always seek knowledge, but I never put in the work myself to validate information. Like if you hear someone say something, you don't, I don't write it down and take a note about it. And then I don't go find information that may reinforce that thought. For a lot of times, like I play chess, right? I've been playing since I was eight, but I never studied the game. Mm. Right? So a lot of times when I play someone who studied, I would lose. Now I'm starting to learn how to play and I'm studying the game. And that's sort of like life. So watch this. I was playing chess the other night and me and my homeboy are playing and I moved too fast. And he said, yo, life is like the game of chess. The way you play chess will show how you really attack in life. Now, we're playing on a five-minute clock. It's a blitz. Some people play three minutes. Some people even play down one minute, like grandmasters. Usually, I used to play on 10 minutes. You would get 10 minutes to move. I would get 10 minutes to move. And when that 10 minutes is done, you lose. Right? I'm playing on five minutes now. Even though he's saying you're moving too fast, he's saying within the time that you have, take your time. Right? Mm-hmm. In, in that moment, I realized my life is moving too fast and I'm not really appreciating where I am. And the number one thing that suffers in that is my marriage and in my family. Yeah. Right? Then I started reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? And I started realizing, like, I'm out here and, I, you know, we, we, we're pretty, we, we do well compared to other people. Yeah. We can do a whole lot better. We, we strive to want more. Right? Yeah, make money in your sleep. But in my, in my, yeah, make money in your sleep. In my mind, I'm like, okay, I can go find another job and increase this money. But really, my life is just going to speed up and I'm still going to lose on the back end. In the back end is my family and my marriage. Right? And really, it's the front. Right? So my goal now is to just slow it down and really focus on investing that time into my children and investing that time into my, my wife, investing that time into my family life instead of trying to figure out money. Not 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 figure it out, but trying to figure out how to make more money because that's going to come. I'm yeah. a natural, you know, we natural born hustlers. That's yeah. going to come. So this, this episode came right in time, like how the last five has been, right on time with maybe, you know, some thoughts that I may have and maybe, maybe, maybe you can just bounce some thoughts off, off, off of each other because I love the way you have your family. I love the way that you... Uh, talk to your family. I love the way you guys communicate and you guys, you, you really treat it like a business because it is. Thank you. you. Know? And I feel the same way about you. I think one of the things that, that, I, that I've learned is that um, you make six figures by hard work, mm-hmm. but seven figures only comes by making your money work for you. Mm. And so, um, once you put the work in, mm-hmm. you know, um, it is going to take some sacrifice. It is some time away from your family. You know that in order to get to this point, it's mm-hmm. a lot of hard work. But that's only financial freedom. Yeah. We want time freedom, too. Yeah. You know, we can't afford not to have both. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm even at this stage in my business where a lot of things that I'm doing is automated stuff. I'm creating spending thousands of dollars creating exceptional products, creating um, courses, creating stuff that's going to help people to the level that I'm there, but I got I can spend less time with them 
and be able to spend the time with my family. Yeah. So, you know, spending three <clears throat> months to create a course mm-hmm. and, and selling it for $1,000 over and over and over again is really where I'm at in, in, in my role to entrepreneurship. Knowing that I've done what it takes to get here, but in order to get to the next level and be able to enjoy what it is that you built, you gotta, your money has to work for you. So investing and all of that kind of stuff. But raising children, you know, is, is a very, it is a very delicate thing. And even for me, I felt like all of the books that I had were not about the things that I needed to focus on. And just recently, I started reading more books on marriage, started really investing in my marriage. I read four books a month, but mm-hmm. none of those books hardly until probably the last six months or so were about my children mm-hmm. and about my husband. Mm-hmm. It was about all of those things that I've excelled in. Mm-hmm. So because of those books. And so, you know, just understanding that you're not going to be able to do this just by just loving them mm-hmm. or wanting the best for them. Um, two things that I try to do when it comes to my children um, and when it comes to, you know, disciplining or teaching them something, mm-hmm. I always try to think about two to three generations. That's like a real rule of thumb. Case in point, my daughter, London, she said she wanted to do ballet and she's 10. I signed up for ballet. Well, she went to the trial class. I said, think about it for a few days and, you know, see if you like it. Because if you look at success habits, successful people make decisions very fast and they change them. Um, They change them very slowly if they change them at all. When they make a decision, this is just scientific. And so I told her, think about it. You already tried it. You already met the instructors. As a matter of fact, we went to three different two different ballet schools. She did two different trials and we compared both. I said, if you really want to do this, figure out which one you want to go to. Well, just last week after having spring break and being off two weeks, cause the week before we went to go see the Sonic premiere, she decided this Saturday that she doesn't want to go. And so what I told her was most parents will be like, well, she don't like it. Let her quit. I told her, I said, if you develop the habit of quitting now at 10, you're going to have a hard time following through probably for the rest of your life. You know what I, you, you, it's something, a thought that popped into my mind and I hope it ties in. Not just quitting. If you value doing things just for the dollar rather than the purpose, you'll never get anywhere either. Yeah, that's true. You know, with, with her, it, it, it's, it's April. Mm-hmm. The, the program ends in June. Mm-hmm. So I told her, you can choose something else, but you got to see this through. Yeah. You already committed. Yeah. You already committed and you're not going to half-heartedly do it. You're still going to practice. You're still going to show up. And so, you know, the uh, uh, if I'm thinking about just her, it will be like, why would you make her go every Saturday to do something that she doesn't want to do anymore? But if I think about her as an adult, her children, and mm-hmm. even my grandchildren, you, uh, even my great-grandchildren, you need to learn how to stick to something and follow through mm-hmm. after you commit. Mm-hmm. So that's that's like a two to three generations 
And then the other thing that I do is, and I'm just, just speaking off the top of my head here, is I follow this method even with the people that I lead. Is I learn, I do, then I teach. I learn, I do, then I teach. If I want you to do it, I'm not going to just teach it to you. I'm going to model it for you first. And that's probably one of the reasons why my kids will listen to me a little bit more, especially as they get older. When they get into their teenage years, they watch what you do more than they listen to what you say. So I try my very best to learn, do it, and then teach it to you. So, I mean, and I I think that those are things that help you to raise winners. You got to model what winning is, I believe. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a balance to it because the first part of parenting is understanding that you're a hypocrite in yourself. You know, because I'm asking my child to do something and go to new limits or new heights that I might have had the opportunity to do or I never reached for. Um, I think more than anything, having that that mindset that, you know, we won't quit when we start things, we'll finish it out and then reflect on it if it's for us or not for us. Like right now, I have my boys running track. And track, for people who don't know, is an incredibly hard sport. Mm-hmm. Right, no one really l- loves to run. I mean, there's a select few. I'm talking about, you know, shout out to this podcast, <laughs> the millions of me. Right, their podcast is built on talking about the millions of people and their thoughts, and then the me as in the individual. Mm-hmm. The me's might really love running, but the millions of people, <laughs> like heck no. You guys, y'all gotta see him. You know and while we his hand gestures, yeah. okay. One of my one of my mentors listened to the podcast. And he was like, "Yo, why don't you show your funny side?" And I'm like, "Bro, because most people think funny people don't be serious, and everything that I say, <laughs> even when it's a joke, I'm really with." Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but uh, anyway, moving on. So as they're running track, both my kids, like both my sons, like my, my oldest, he is not like he he's a Sagittarius, right? You know. He ain't gonna ever work a hard day in his life, right? But he, but the the great thing about him, shout out to Caden. He once he once he puts his mind to something, he becomes very very good at it. And he, I mean, he does it at a rapid rate. My younger son, he's a he's an overachiever where he has to work hard at it. And things don't come to as easy to him. Now, watch the like in school, my oldest son excels. In sports, my oldest son excels, except for when the that that like the things that you have to do that you don't like, like the running. My youngest son will consistently work at it. Right? And it's like I think it's just like that Gemini spirit in all the interpersonal things. Like uh the like the emotional relationships, he gets right easy. But when it comes to schoolwork, it takes them a little time, right? Mm-hmm. They both came to me and said, Daddy. One came to me like, Daddy, track is so hard, and you're being so hard on us. My oldest is like, you tell me to try, and I'm trying. And I'm like, bro, I really want to say to him, like, Doug, but you ain't trying hard enough. <laughs> if this is your trying, this is not a winning effort. He like, well, Daddy, you said... That if I get tired, I can walk. 
I said, yeah, bro, but you ain't even try running. <laughs> and my wife, like, she had that moment of, like, care, but really is hindrance to me, right? Where she was like, you telling him to have effort, but then when he gives you the effort, you're still pushing him further. And I'm like... Because you know it ain't his best. It's not his best. Mm-hmm. You don't want him to give a mediocre effort. See, that, that in the moment is like... Yeah, I just want to cut. But then when I see the little one, right? He he cried. He said, "Daddy, this is hard." But when he out there, he is giving his best. He's exhausted, right? He's exhausting himself, and he still walks too. But he's like, "Daddy, you know this is really really hard." And I said, "I know it's hard. That's why I have you doing it. Because if y'all can get through this." It's going to be so much more that you're going to be able to get through. And sports did that for me as a child. Sports gave me a community of people that I could always tap into that school didn't. Yeah. Because school is a tough place for children because you're dealing with the social economics. See, when you go to, when you go to track practice or some type of activity outside of school, nobody's worried about what you have on. They're all there for that activity, that purpose, Right. And then you're all creating that winning culture. Mm-hmm. And winning is getting better the next day, getting 1% better every day. Yeah. Right? And you have to deal with that balance as a parent. And that's what I'm sort of, that's why it's sort of weird for me to have this conversation right now. Because I'm in this state of hearing my children and what this, my, my children and what they're saying to me, but still pushing them in the right direction. Yeah, I, I I really can totally agree with everything you're saying, mm-hmm. and um, I think you know for me, it is I have four. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I have three, and they're very, very different. Yes. They all need something different, and they're all motivated by something different. Mm-hmm. Um, just personality. Wise, mm-hmm. you know, some of them have birthdays three days apart mm-hmm. within three day span is the last, the um, the oldest and the last two, and their mindsets are different. Mm-hmm. So, what I have tried to do when as we go into cultivating a winning mindset is I try to find out two things what's important to my ch- children, each one of them, what motivates them. The, and the third thing is how they receive love. That's important. Um, and so um, I actually had them do this test <laughs> recently that I do with my team where you figure out whether or not you're a shark, a whale, a sea urchin, or a dolphin. And that is really just showing what motivates them. So... Um, Two of my children are whales. What does that mean? It means so a shark is one that's motivated by achievement, okay. results. Okay. That's your youngest son. Mm-hmm. Achievement, results. A dolphin is motivated by fun. If it's fun, if it gives me more time freedom, I would love to do it. Uh, a whale is motivated by um, by a, a sense of belonging community 
and a um, sea urchin is motivated by they, they want results they need the, the details the information how is this going to help me get from point a to point b how is this going to help in the grand scheme of things mm-hmm. and so knowing that about them what is this test i, I can give it to you like, you like, should have sent that as soon as you hold out on so me. so this I, and so what i did was not only did I identify it in my kids, but I shared it with the others yeah. so they know how to motivate each other. Yeah. My oldest son, Tion, is motivated by fun. So when I present something to him, he has to know, how is this going to help me to have more fun? Yeah. Get more freedom, have more time with my friends. That's how I communicate things to him. Okay. Um, when it comes to um, Jordan... Mm-hmm. Jordan is motivated by, she's a perfectionist, my youngest. So she's motivated by results. She's a shark like me. I'm a shark. Um, and so for her, it is, this is how you're going to get the results. This is how you're going to be the best reader. This is how you like this. She wants to be the best. This is how, this is what it takes to be the best. London and David are both motivated by, they're whales. So they are motivated by a sense of belonging. So, David David wants to go to track. When he ran track, he went because he wanted to make friends. Yeah. He wants to be a part of a football team because he wanted to be a part of the team, not because he cared about what happened to the football. So it really Can is Can it be a balance of like sometimes you have a you have a primary and a secondary. Okay. So it's because I can see some traits of both my Yeah, children so and you all so it, the good, But I want to do this test with Yeah, them. but knowing how things and we even did it with me and my husband, so yeah. they see and and the thing about it is, is it helps you to see how how they are motivated. So when you're communicating things to them, so London, for instance, mm-hmm. a sense of belonging, yeah. right? I told her, I said, you can't quit when it came to dancing. But I also told her, you got a part in this. Yeah, You have a partner in certain parts of this. Yeah, If you don't show up, they're not going to have anybody to be with in that part of the play. And she was like, oh. So she went to practice that day, and then after she came out, she said, you know what? That's my partner right there. I think I'm going to just stick it out to the end. So good. it really is a matter of... Purpose driven. Yeah, like them understanding... Their like, purpose and what they, they like. Yeah, yeah. And, and understanding who they are Yeah. so we can communicate on the level in which it matters to them. Case in point for me, I don't like math, but I like money. I do. I like to have money. So mm-hmm. um, when it came, when when I was in school, I, I needed tutors, even in high school, all the way up through college, I needed tutors. The only methods in math with those X and Y and all that stuff that I remember is how to calculate a mortgage. I know how to calculate compound interest. Like I, I remembered that because I understood. I, I like results. I know what kind of mortgage to look for. I know how to compound interest, and it's not it's, it, it, it. It makes sense because when it comes to trading, that's all I'm doing is compounding. So once you let me know how it's gonna help me to get a result, that's how I have to do with Jordan. Okay. So you know, even when it comes to your your, your children, you gotta to develop that winning mindset. Yeah. You gotta know what winning is to them, mm-hmm. so that you can help. To, I agree with to, that. to shift them in that direction. Right, I agree with that. I think to be a successful person or a successful parent, you must understand your children or understand how to communicate with them 
Um, and I take that from my own life. I take that from even with, you know, in, in a marriage or in any type of relationship. I think people are so, um, they have so much ego that they don't realize that if I want this result, I must then communicate what I need from a person in the way that they'll understand it for me to gain that result. Yeah. You know, and this is really a 2022, Richard, because it took me a while to grasp it. And I had to reflect on my relationship with my dad because he would give me knowledge. And throughout time, I would grasp it. But because he communicated in his way, it took me so much longer to get it. And there's no plight. There's no, no, no. It's really no shot to him. It's just really... Okay, he how he taught me was to always be better. So I'm really just trying to see how I can then um, stop this behavior, you know, because it, it stops here. Mm -hmm. um, of me communicating the way I want to rather than communicating on a level that my children could understand it, right? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, so getting to know my kids, that may be, that, 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 I'll go down that, that, that. It, I'll use that tool because it'll help me be a better uh better dad it really helps um even in a team like. because i'm more like a blunt force guy like before before i start educating myself i'd be like you know i really wouldn't die, delve deep into the emotions mm -hmm. it'd be like more of like nah dog if you want this result this is what you just got to do well this is just what you have to do but really i don't think that that's going to be the proper mindset because then that'll never give them the opportunity to be able to communicate or talk about it. And you'll go from um, being a, uh, a parent, I mean, being a friend to your kids to, rather than just being a parent or some type of di dictator. Um, and I don't want a dictatorship. I do want to be a friend to my kids. I just don't want to be their peer. Shout out to my homeboy, Keenan. He, he gave me that one. He was like, Bro, I want to be a friend to my children because a friend is someone who you can have honest conversations with. Yeah. Because think about what friends we really, who we really are to each other. Mm -hmm. Before we're cousins, yeah. that's what brought us together. Mm -hmm. But we're truly friends to each other because we give each other honest advice, no matter if it's in, but we say it with love. We mm -hmm. always lead with love, yeah. but that's what I want to be for my children. We're always open to having a tough conversation to, for one another because we know we'll leave there. With some good knowledge and some good information, and it and it'll be constructive. Now, being a peer is different. I'm not your peer, but I do want to be my my friends, my my uh, my children's friend. You know, um, so that's that was great. Thank you. Yeah. So you know, um, I think I think I think the other part of cultivating a winning mindset, if if I could just give my take real quick, is. A lot of times, you know, as becoming a young dad, you'll see, I like I like the people watch. You have these athletes sometimes, right, who say, this guy never even played this sport at this level. And you'll see this, like, you'll see LeBron James be coached by somebody that's 5'10". How can he coach LeBron James? Because he studied the art of teaching. Right? When I was talking about hypocrisy earlier, you have people or parents who have studied the art of teaching and created successful children. So what you've what you've done and what I've just seen and what you just said is 
you've studied the art of teaching, meaning understanding your student or understanding your children. And now you're cultivating that, 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 that stage for them. You're cultivating that environment for them. And that's the greatest part. That's how you cope. That's how you get that winning mindset. Yeah. Um, when people say winning isn't everything, that's a lie to me. Because it depends on how you define your win. My win for my children is finding your leverage. Winning is everything when... <laughs> When you've been losing a lot. You, you you get what I'm saying? Like, for someone to say that to someone, winning isn't everything. Man, you really need to you really need to think about that statement before you make it. Because I'm not saying winning as far as you're beating someone out. It's winning as far as understanding where you can win or how what you can take from it. Because a loss is a win because it's a lesson. If it don't you know, if it don't result in death. It's a win. That's how that that's the way I think of it. Mm-hmm. When they say winning is everything, that just gives this person the idea that they can just go through the world without this passion, or without this energy, to want to do it again. Yeah, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what that statement does to me. It takes that away from it. And Rich Dad Poor Dad, you know, a lot of people will say, "Oh, Richard was a passionate person," and I'm really he just defined it for me, and he was like, "Hey, uh, passion is." Ain't uh anger and the want to tied together. There's an anger to to you know to want to you know love something. Anger mm-hmm. and love put put together. That's mm-hmm. what passion is. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people misconstrue that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I have a passion for my children to find their win. <laughs>